Uh, welcome to the Love Sport Podcast. It's Paul and John tonight. You can follow us on Twitter at Paul underscore football or John's on Lambic Peach at Twitter as well. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at the Love Sport Podcast Network. It's NFL. It's NBA. It's AFL. It's NRL. It's EPL. It's everything in between. Our commentary is our own. doesn't represent our workplaces because our workplaces would not hire us. Welcome to the Love Sport Podcast. tonight we keep getting uh, left at the altar so who knows what kind of reality show we'll end up on but I'm not doing a bachelor show with you. I hope we have some listeners who like what we're doing man because I tell you what I have an absolute blast and I do miss my old well, friend Sean. He'll be back mate he'll be back he'll be back so to Sean and uh, Sean and Pete we can't wait to get you back on but well hey this gives us a bit of room to move on what we well, like. Well it's good mate. to be so, at the bottom of the class you know so the, the the dumb suckers at the bottom of the class can you know, kind of swim up a bit while the uh, dudes who know everything are having a break. Yeah, it's almost like a, uh, a draft class, mate, so we're at the bottom <laughs> of the draft there. So, look, we'll start with the NFL. We love the game. Mm-hmm. We'll just go through the results, have a bit of a chat. So Let's do it. We saw, saw the round start off with the Dolphins um, beating the Jaguars 31-13. Very scarily easy win for a Dolphins fan, which is uh, pretty scary for me. Great result. Um, I thought that was a great result for your guys. I thought it was... You know what? One thing in the NFL, and it sort of does my head in, is how quick they are to dump on, you know, really good quarterbacks who are serviceable, like journeymen that you get in every other sport. Yep. And I think Mike yep. Fitzpatrick, um, not Mike Fitzpatrick, but um, I think Fitz is definitely one of those um, for the um, Dolphins. And you know what? I kind of think Gardner Minshew is going to be the same thing for the Jaguars, and I would be signing him up in a heartbeat in front of some of the other rubbish that's come out of the draft in the last few years. If I was the yes. Jets, I'd be taking him in front well, of Sam Darnold. Big-bodied player now with a bit of experience, so I think, he'll, I think he will have a good career. And mm. I think for me, and we won't touch on this game too much, but I think for me what was exciting was to see uh, Fitz, uh, Fitzmagic and Tua sitting together, but genuinely um, enjoying each other's company. For a quarterback who knows it's you know almost the end and one coming through, it was, it's really refreshing to see that. Same way that Alex um, Smith set up uh, the great Pat Mahomes, and and it just shows the character of those people, doesn't it? And why they were signed in the first place. Forty mm. Niners with an absolute veritable smorgasbord of injuries, absolutely thumped the hapless Giants, and the the Giants really are becoming a you know kind of like the Dolphins are becoming an irrelevant uh, organization. Um, I'm not sure what your thoughts are there, but the 49ers, with how many injuries, didn't have any right to win that game as easily as they did. True, but they're very lucky. They're coming through a very, very soft schedule. Um, and on, um, that's another thing that happens in the NFL. Every game means something. So if you win one, it equals one, and you are what your record says. But yep. the Giants, dead said, I mean, not the Giants, the, the Niners coming off last year, they couldn't have got it better with the injuries. They, they've waltzed through both New York teams. I'm sure they've got a soft game next week. 
but just to lose so many players with ACLs earlier in this season, it's got to be a worry for all teams. Uh, Eagles and Bengals in a uh, 23-all draw there and uh, couldn't even be decided in uh, OT and just some bizarre decisions again by the Eagles coaching staff. And, you know, we can bag uh, Carson Wentz all we want, but, geez, there were some ridiculous decisions not to go for field goals and so forth and not to go for uh, fourth downs. So it's like you don't want to win. Let's stay positive. I'm happy to see the Bengals get to um, 0-2-1 because that's a much better record for them than what the Philadelphia Eagles have got. And I think Joe Burrow looks the real deal. And I tell you, that last drive from the Eagles setting up for that field goal was – Horrendous. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's, look, you can, we can blame coaches, but uh, yeah, I agree. And, and yeah, I think Joe Burrow really looks like the real deal, and and and, it, and the players are behind him, so um, that's it, really exciting. The uh, Patriots um, burst the Raiders bubble pretty quickly with a thirty-six twenty win. It was a pretty comfortable win there as well. If there's people, um, people listening who people, didn't get on for the um, for the Patriots to go twelve and four. You're idiots. I mean, they're just going to do it every year. I know you don't like gambling, Paul, but neither do I. But I have a sneaky bet on the Patriots going to before every year. Well, mate, they um, I can tell you now, it just goes to show when Bill Belichick, at the end of this season, everyone's going to say, yep, yep. Yep, Bill is the real deal, and he should, and, and we know that he already is. But a lot of people say, "No, it was all based on Brady." But you know, it was just a consummate performance there. Uh, the Bears three and zip, uh, beating the hapless Falcons, and a lot of people have, um, wrote off the Bears pretty early. But a three and zip record is uh, pretty darn good. It's good to have a challenge in the NFC North, and uh, that'll be enough. That's all she wrote with them. Look, they changed their quarterback in the uh, halfway through the um, third quarter. Um, they're one of the few teams that's ever changed the quarterback and gone three and zero. Uh, they were was very that, lucky. Was to that get... Trubisky? To, was that Foles? Did Foles take over there? Mr. Trubisky. Foles. I mean, Mr. Trubisky. Let's yeah. say it like he was the second pick in the draft, and it's uh, th- one of the. And I, I, you know, you don't like piling on dudes, and you feel sorry for guys and and all that, but you feel sorry for a dude getting twenty five million bucks. I mean, Mr. Trubisky is one of the least likely-looking quarterbacks I've ever seen in the, in the NFL. Uh, but he does and, have and moments. He has moments where yeah, amazing things he happen. He has to control so much. And I think that's the thing, isn't it, with quarterbacks, is that um, <laughs> the little glimpses you can see in highlights, you can make almost anyone look good if you put all their completions together. But that man management, he just doesn't quite seem to have it. Um, Bills and Rams was a fantastic game. And the Bills, you know, they, they're looking really good at the moment. And uh, that, was, that game could have gone either way. The Browns beat Team Washington. Um, Steelers over the Texans. The Steelers are three and zip as well. So they're starting to look like the real deal. And, you know, they've got that, They've got that gun-slinging quarterback back there, mate. So uh, they're looking okay. Titans got over the Vikings. Panthers beat the Chargers. Colts absolutely demolished Sean's Jets. The Seahawks beat the Cowboys in a actually a really bloody entertaining game. I really enjoyed that. And for all those Russell Wilson doubters, how they can even call themselves doubters, that, that man can play. I'm a Packers fan. You've got the great Pat Mahomes. You've got all the guys in the NFL. I've been watching Russell Wilson for like you have for the last six, seven, eight, nine years, and I don't know how he doesn't just get called into the uh, discussion of being one of the best players of all time. He can, he can do everything, he, he, and he drives you nuts. He as can. An 
and look, hasn't always had the best. Um, let's be honest about it. He hasn't always had the best coaching. Like some of the decisions that the uh, coaching panel have made at uh, the Seawalks over the years, and we, we we don't have to go on about the, uh, the ridiculous decision in a um, in a, su- a Super Bowl a few years ago, but he hasn't been helped in a few in a uh, few well, ways. You know, back to that, and you want to be controversial? Like, let's be real. The offensive coordinator put their trust in Russell Wilson. Yep, and 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 that's exactly what we're saying right now. It's like, how can you call guys out putting their trust in a guy? Who's quite obviously one of the best quarterbacks that anyone's ever seen, and you had one of the great running backs of all time, but one yard out. Oh, it's just a, it was a terrible. Decision, he is one mate. of the great running backs of all time, but is he in the absolute pantheon of the greatest players? Of all? I don't know. No, no, exactly right. Lions um, helped their long-suffering fans with a. They uh, suck. Yeah, they do. Twenty-six, twenty-three. You know, you talk about Mitch Trubisky, and you say, "What do you got to do to be a great quarterback?" Hey, you've only got to look at the Lions. And the guy went number one. He's got every talent you can possibly have in the game. He can do everything you throw. Every throw, he can do anything you want. And they just are never relevant. And they've had some uh, They've had some brilliant running backs and uh, wide receivers over the years and really haven't made yeah. enough of that yeah. talent. Oh, one of my favourites ever. Uh, the Bucks, the Bucks rolled the Broncos very, very easily, and uh, it's looking already. It's looking like a um, extremely wise decision for Tom Brady. Your Packers um, got up against the Saints, a brilliant game, but geez, um, yeah, I, I don't know where the Saints are going to be honest. Yes, they got firepower, but they couldn't defend you and I. I don't think uh, their defense. Well, you know that their def- their defense was up against a very good offense. Yeah, yeah, game of chess. It was a good game of chess, but still, oh, there was a look. It was a great, good game. There's a hell of a lot of mistakes, and you might as well get the mistakes out of the way early in the season. Um, Chiefs beat the Ravens, and um, the, oh, I mean, we don't have to go on about superlatives, but some of the passes by Pat Mahomes, some of the things he did, the Ravens didn't have a good night. So you know, people looking to write them off early would be ridiculous. They had a shocking night, and they lose. I couldn't uh, believe. The Ravens um, took that first drive all the way to, um, and you know, a, a first and goal situation. Yeah, when they were running it, and then decided to throw it. Yeah, like, some weird decisions. Some weird that? decisions in that game. Like they, I'm sure they would have walked it in the first time around, and they obviously everyone knows they have to do that. Mahomes is a different creature. He's awesome. I just want to flip back to the Packers, and I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. He is. A guy who can he gets he gets slagged off a lot in the in the media. I don't get it. Um, they talk about oh, is this that the other? And they always talk about Tom Brady and the players that he hasn't had around him and his yeah. elbow. Um, dead set. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is throwing and running with guys who are nobodies, and he is looking like a god. And for the first time in a long time, and I'm talking a long time, the Packers have been relevant for a long time. But yep. for the first time in a long time, I actually genuinely believe that we can win the Super Bowl. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, well, no, I mean, they are looking very good. And I, I think it's, look, you should just be judged on your play, but we know in sport you're not. And he does come across as prickly, mate. From a neutral's perspective, Rogers isn't the most likable human being. And he's, he's got more prickly as he's gone on, mate. So I'm just giving you the neutral's perspective. He but who, who's the reason who, not who to like him? Like? Sorry, mate. Who do people like? I think they like Pat Mahomes. Yeah, Very he's, got to give a, he's got to have a chance to 
Everyone loved uh, Rogers early on. Well, he's won as many Super Bowls as Rogers. Yeah, and at the same stage of the career, Rogers had won exactly the same number as this. He hadn't well, even got off the bench because he was behind Brett Favre. I just still think that, from my perspective, I still think at the moment that they've just got a few more weapons than you guys. And, and I think that Rogers has never been helped, as we all know. Um, he's not been helped in the draft stakes. He hasn't been given the offensive weapons that, you know, Mahomes has got and so forth. But look, early on in the season, you've got to get those W's up because um, you're right, every game does count. It's coming, man. It's coming. You look out, it's coming. Oh, I think it is. I think it is. NBA finals. I know you're not a big NBA man, but the uh, Lakers no. taking on Lakers taking on the Heat in a very strange season. And I actually think the Heat will really give the Lakers a, a go. So the first game's tomorrow, um, tomorrow morning Australian time. And I actually think uh, Lakers will win it four three. And LeBron has to be, no matter what you think about him, he has to be in the conversation. We can all talk, Jordan, and we know it's a different game. But LeBron, if he gets a couple more titles, he just has to be in the conversation, whether we I, like it or not. As much as I, you know I'm not into basketball, I've sat there and cheered on LeBron when he was at uh, the Cavaliers, hoping he would win against Golden State. But I can't cheer for him this time, man. No, nah, not at the Lakers. But I mean, I can't would... cheer for him. And you know what? Honestly, I want someone to shut him up. I love what he does, though. I love what I mean. I know we we talk about you know we just I'm a hypocrite here because I was just talking about Rogers and not being likable on the court. But I love the fact that LeBron and I am not a LeBron fan. I'm a Knicks fan, um, and it doesn't matter who plays for us. I'm a Knicks fan. I don't need a superstar. I'll just continue not to make finals. Um, but he puts his money where his mouth is. You know, he's got. A, he puts all these kids through university. He lives he in a white neighborhood. Has the police detailed his place? He still does a lot of good stuff for other people. And uh, he's a big mouth. And you know <laughs> what? And he and he's a he's a mouthpiece for the biggest modern slave trading organization on the planet. Yeah, Just we like, know, I would not disagree with you problem. on that slave trade. I will not give you a. Uh, I will not give you a, any disagreement on the slave trade there. We, we both agree there. Mate, we've got um, this week we've got AFL and NRL finals um, starting, which is bloody exciting because I've got two teams with absolutely genuine, and, and you uh, obviously uh, have a team with a genuine chance to win a premiership. Um, and it's been a really weird three or four years for me, mate, having Melbourne Storm in the NRL and having Richmond in the AFL. And you know how much I love Richmond. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever be accused of being a bandwagon supporter. No, no, no. no. I'm never going to say that, man. It's all good. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, even if people did, I would, I know the truth. I'd just... Well, it is one of those things, Paul, that when when Richmond won the first time, yep. I was genuinely happy, happy for all of my Richmond friends. Not so happy the second time. And... Uh, <laughs> And hoping to not be so happy anymore. You know what I mean? Well, the I, I totally do. Well, the AFL final starts tomorrow night with... I mean, we can genuinely call some of these games blockbusters. We got mm-hmm. caught up against Sean um, at Adelaide Oval. And I think the pressure has to be all on port. Um, they've, they've been on top of the ladder all year in a really hard year. They've got the advantage of playing at their Oval, Adelaide Oval. And whilst they've got a double chance... They give up any advantage they've got if they lose this game. Have Geelong delivered, though, on the talent they've had in the last 10 years? Look, um, I mean, obviously not because, you know, their last grand final was, what was that, 2011. So, obviously, Mm. they haven't delivered in terms of premierships. But this also comes down to 
have they been have they delivered in terms of giving themselves a chance every year? I think they have. I mean, oh, they're what, a great club to follow. They're a great club to follow. Well, you're talking about a team that's been there or thereabouts for you know the better part of two decades. That's that's I think that's delivering. Do you think Tom Hawkins is going to run anyone under the ball and then belt them uh, with and get a penalty himself? Well, I, mean, I suppose I have to be a little bit careful because um, being a Richmond supporter, I will seen, be seen as being biased. Go back through and look at the footage this year and watch him actually look at the second person up and he'll quite often push uh, an opponent into the other opponent. And, and I, think it's, I actually think it's dangerous. Now, I know a Richmond player did their knee, uh, their ACL based on that. But there's a number of other occasions, and go back and have a look, John. I'm not making it up. Don't they call that? Isn't that called a, a cannonball in other sports? Well, it's tunneling, it's cannonballing. I just think it. Oh. Look personally, mate. I actually think it's dangerous, and it, that the umpires are right there to see that when you push an opponent in the back into someone else. Yeah, I just think it's dangerous. But look, he's he's had a great year, um, and. I just think he might, they might have figured him out a little bit, so they're going to have to find other avenues to goal. What's I Gary think, Ablett's status this week, Ben? Where's he at? Well, he's meant to be playing, um, mm. and and he will play. And and I just think he's one of the great... I do think he's one of the greatest players that's ever played the game. I've Is he okay seen... to be playing post-end of the world? <laughs> well, um, he could be thinking that he's playing for God right now. So you know, you know. I'm a practicing, I'm a practicing religious guy. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, I, yeah. I'm figuring we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, look, I think one of the things that I, I, I that I got from from um, the big fellow upstairs was, it's not my decision to know when the end comes. No, 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 it's not. And I agree with you completely. But look, in the end, there, I think Port have more to lose. I don't think it'll be. I don't think any of these games this week will be very high scoring. I think teams go defensive come finals. Um, Port Adelaide don't have as many avenues to goal as Geelong, so I think these two teams. It, it's going to be an interesting game. We move on to the Friday night game. Uh, we... at, do you want to make a prediction? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, um, Port by thirteen. All right, I'm going to take. <sighs> a really seasoned Geelong team to win away from home. So this is a huge game, top four. It's happened before. You can go and win, beat the minor premiers, and I think that they're well-placed as long as Gary Ablett's playing for them. Yeah, look, it is one of those games. I've said If four, he's not, I'm out on that bet. I understand that. You reverse that game. You put that game at Metricon or the Gabba, and I've certainly – I would be 100% on the Cats. I just think they uh, – I agree with you. I think they're a really seasoned team. Over the field, over the whole field, I think they're a better team than Port, but that um, Adelaide home ground advantage. Um, Friday night, mate, your Lions take on my Tigers in a replay of last year's qualifying final. Um Gosh. Absolutely no idea who's going to win this. I really, I really don't. I don't know if the guys out there know how much we both love the two teams. So <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. Um, I, I firmly believe that if we can kick straight, I think that's the only thing that held us back last year. If we can kick straight, um, I think we can win in the midfield. Yep. I'm sure we can hold you down back if Harris Andrews is back. Even though the last time against Richmond... I thought he actually got pushed out a lot under the ball and, and the ball came for especially when times got quite um, tough. It wasn't I thought it was Harris Andrews' worst performance has always come against you guys. Yep. And he's arguably our best player on the field. So 
um, I worry about. You, but you know what? You've got a live for today, and I think I've got a great side to follow, and I'm excited. Do. I'm excited to see them win. I just think that um, I think what you've said is absolutely correct. I think the Lions start well. Um, they get rid of the the demons, so to speak, and um, I think you know the home ground advantage. I think. You know, you, you, if I take my Richmond hat off, you'd have to. So I would have Lions as favourite at home. I mean, they finished higher than Richmond, so I find that funny that Richmond are, are favourites to go in. I think we have more. When I say X factor, I know you've got brilliant players, Lockie Neal, and so forth. But oh, you've Richmond, got the best player on the field. Everyone well, knows that X factor. Like you've got arguably the two of the three best players on the field. You've got two of them. We've got one. Um, uh, the thing is, when I say X Factor, mate, I don't even think I'm not even thinking uh, Dusty Martin. I'm thinking um, the coaching of the Tigers. I think Brisbane's got their system. You're not going to throw too many wild cards. I know that we've had friends like Sean say, "Oh, I'll put Oscar up forward." I don't really see that as a wild card. I see that as something that almost anyone will predict. But I just want know- someone to go and sit on Jack and make sure that he doesn't score. Because I think he's in that top three players. Every time we play against you guys. It's like, oh, Jack's got the ball. You know, the thing, the thing about Jack, he's though, a great player, really the, great player. The thing about Jack, and, and he is underappreciated by a lot of people, and that's okay. The thing about Jack, he's matured so well that if he's given a role this week, for example, gets a couple early and they say, you're a decoy for Harris right now, that's when I'm talking about the X factor. Richmond, yeah, has, a, Richmond has a lot of that where they can move a lot of players in different spots. And I think we have a bit more flexibility than almost anyone in the, in, in the eight right now to, to move people around. And someone who had a shocking game a couple of weeks ago, Marble Chole, he's the kind of guy who could go forward and kick three or four in a final. He worries me because he's got good hands and he can kick straight. He's an absolutely sensational kick. Mm. And I, look, I don't know. I actually, if it's okay with you, mate, I'm not going to tip this game because I uh, literally don't know. Because let's just do it the same. Let, you know what? Uh, you can tip Richmond. Who cares, man? Okay. Oh. Just for me, I just think it's such a great game. Okay, well, I think I hate to say this to you because I, I love your guts. I actually think Richmond will win by 27. I think it'll be really close, and I think we'll kick two or three late just to uh, really put the dagger in the Lions, and, and they'll come back and meet in the grand final. Is that possible? I think it is. I think they yeah, cross oh, over. Oh, sure, because yeah. Yeah, if you lose that, that game, you, you come out of the repercharge, and I think our if we lost... We, uh, you don't know about West Coast and Collingwood. No. We play the winner of West Coast and Collingwood. I, I know that Richmond supporters get called arrogant, mate, but I really feel that I'm one of those glass half empty kind of guys. So I, I'm not, I take nothing at all for granted in life. To mate, be honest with you, most Richmond yep. fans that I know have come through a massively long stretch where nothing was happening. Because it's not like we were. It's not like we're, we're twenty-one. <laughs> no, so most Richmond fans I know were da- leaning on Dale Waitman and all those guys. Matty Richardson, mate, kept my blood. Fans like that. I think the longer it goes, like every club that's got a dynasty going, you start to piss people off. Like I mean, I know the Lions did that to everyone. Yep. Uh, if we had a one-one premiership, like who cares? It's like, but if because we won three. Everyone is like, you blokes are all talking and blah, blah. It's like, mm, it's hard to be in that moment and not feel like that. Exactly right, mate. And so every club got to own that when you get it. But you know what? Because it just doesn't come around that often. No, it doesn't, mate. So what's your tip? Lions, obviously. I actually think the Lions can actually win and win quite well if 
I've got a prediction. My prediction is that Eric the Hip Hipwood takes a mark on 45 degrees out on 50 on the 50 meter line, and he nails it like an arrow. Remember the arrow for the Olympics that went through and shot and set the flame up. Set the flame up at Barcelona. I'm tipping that, and uh, and if that happens, I think we'll win by. Because um, you know what, I've so many of our games. We've been beaten when we've scored three goals, 18. Yeah. It's just like it's a joke. Yeah. If we kick straight, um, I don't think you get back at us, man. So that's so what, what I think. So what's the, uh, what's the margin? I'm going 35. 35. Okay, mate. And uh, well, thank you for tipping that. We've both gone similar. Actually, that's a ridiculous tip. tip. Lions by four. Oh, <laughs> my God. Don't do that, mate. I... Look, you want to see me again? I uh, I might have a heart attack, mate. Saturday we've got two games on this Saturday. We've got the Saints and Dogs. Um, I'm looking teams... forward to that game massively, eh? Yeah, I'll look, two teams that match up really well. But if you look at the best form throughout the year, and I know they fell off towards the end, I actually think the Saints are far too good, far too fast for the Dogs, and I actually think they'll run away and win this by eight goals. True, and Brett Ratton always looks like he needs. He's had too many drinks. <laughs> he but... does. But I'll go with my um, uh, wonderful friend, uh, Mrs. Shee, and I'll tick the, tip the Bulldogs. I, I, I like Bonampelli as a great player, as a genuinely all-time yeah. great player. Yeah. And those dudes can have an influence in a game like this. They're St. Kilda. That, they're no dynasty. Oh, this is their first time in the, in the finals for a long time, yeah? It's the first, yeah, first time in almost 10 years. Um, and, so, it's not like Stewie Lowe's playing for them. So, I oh, will run with the Bulldogs to win this game. Well, how much, mate? Uh, a Bontempelli goal. Oh, my God. Not the most reliable kick for goals. So, let's hope he snaps it off the ground or something. <laughs> Eagles with a huge advantage playing back at Optus Stadium. Now, a few mental games this week in the press as well with um, – uh, basically, the government saying that if uh, West Coast lose and have to travel uh, interstate, they'll have to do 14 days quarantine on the way back. Now, if that is an incentive uh, to beat Collingwood and a very undermanned Collingwood, huge injuries again. Um, I think the Eagles, or unfortunately, the Boo Boys of the Eagles, will run away and win that by. I'd, I'm going to say 20 odd points. Well, it's very hard to win in West in in Perth. My my most favourite moment as a blind supporter actually was straight after the merger. And I remember that uh, we played the Eagles in Perth Yeah, uh, when they were real good. This is about like uh, 90, 95. 95, I think. Yep. Something like that. And we were just dancing. And, and it was great. Um, no, it wouldn't be 95 because I wasn't married then. 97. I'm coming up to my wedding anniversary. Anyway, whatever happened. We beat them over there, and we were cheering because no one beats them over there. Uh, so, and I can't imagine them losing with all the players Collingwood got out. I say it's uh, Sayonara Collingwood. I'll go the Eagles by 55. They yeah. might actually get in a roll. Well, huge, huge win that would be. Hey, um, Sean, I'm actually, uh, as you probably know, I, my mug will probably be on the TV on the weekend. I'm in the uh, Richmond Cheer Squad, the official Richmond Cheer Squad on uh, Friday night, mate. So, I do. Uh, I'll, uh, unfortunately, my head may be on TV, mate. But uh, look to – you win, fantastic, mate. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a sore loser. I'm hoping we beat you, but I take nothing for granted whatsoever. 
Quite have gone back in time to the. I thought we were talking about the the pies game. No, I had to come back to us, mate. I had to come back. No, I, I, I think the Eagles can win that pretty comfortably as well. Off the Golden State Warrior isolated against Myers Leonard. Back out to James from three. Got it. I feel like that's the and that was a nice patient possession there. On to Adebayo, fouled and one. <laughs> And in saying that, Friday night, Panthers taking on the Roosters in the NRL, mate. I'm actually genuinely excited about the NRL finals. I think there's some – I there's only one team that doesn't deserve to be in that eight, I reckon. Uh, can I guess who that is? Prime Minister. Prime Minister, yeah. But I, now, I could be wrong here. I don't have any stats in front of me. My understanding, and you know I love the game as well, is that mm. the Sharks have not beaten any team in the top eight. That's not their fault. Well, I understand where you're coming from. But, I mean, that's probably the one team I just think absolutely no chance. Like, almost any other team in the comp, and including the Knights, could could win the premiership. Obviously, See, the thing, you know, kind of both ways, because we always say, okay, you are what your record is, as the yep. great Bill Parcell says. But the other thing is, um, in every other sport in the world, everywhere in the world, we say, where you finish on the ladder is where you finish. Yep. So you can't be saying they don't deserve it. Who are you going to put it in front of them? Well, look, I suppose I'll come back on that then. That's a fair call. But I'll just say this. They're the only team who can't win it. Because every other team, including the Knights, get on a roll. They could win this premiership. And that is a genuinely exciting finals. When you've got you know seven really good teams out of eight, so we True, start. Off I eight. Have, I've, I've never sat around keeping a lot on for the Sharks, but <laughs> they, they said about putting them on the porch. It's like ours. Oh, I'm, I'm not... so, totally understand that, mate. So we uh, start off Friday night. Panthers taking on the Roosters. The Roosters finished fourth this uh, this year, and look, I've got no love for the Roosters, but it's been a remarkable performance because they genuinely have been hit by an unbelievable amount of injuries. You go through their injuries, and they could almost all be playing first grade anywhere else. They got the best coach in the comp. They're going to win that going away. I don't wow. care what happened last week. Wow, that's that would be a big upset. But Panthers do. You're right. Panthers do have a little bit of a. I just I feel they're the softest of the four in in some ways. Um, some people might say the Eels, but I think the Panthers they finish top, but they're kind of the least experienced at the moment of those four teams. So if you went into a vacuum and said. Who do you want to coach your team for the next 10 years? Trent oh, yeah. Robinson or Ivan Dreary? Who yeah. would you take? Yeah, Robinson every day of the week, mate. I, I totally agree there. I think the, I think the Panthers, I'm, in, I'm going to go back on that, and I think the Panthers will get up in an absolute rip snorter, and I think they'll win by four points. You think the Roosters running away? Give us a margin there, mate. <laughs> Wish I hadn't said that now. Ah, uh, well, Okay, we've, this is on record. This is on record. Raiders, I've, got some, I've got a little bit of cheese and pickles going on here. I'm loving I'm it. You've got, you've got pickles, cheese, and beer, mate. That is I'm perfect, English. That is, and it's the perfect podcasting <laughs> food. Uh, Raiders <laughs> taking on the Sharks in, in Canberra on Saturday afternoon. I think the Raiders by 14. Raiders will win that, uh, for sure. Um, good luck to the Sharks. It's good. You know, it's great to make the finals because that's so much better than the other eight teams. But the season's <laughs> over. 
And it's so much better than talking about who you're going to sign next year, which has driven me spare this week in uh, in a lot of sports. Uh, Saturday night game, genuinely excited for this one as well, mate. Storm taking on the Eels at Suncorp Stadium. Um, Storm by 10, but it'll be a really close 10. I know that makes no sense. It'll be right down to the wire. Storm will score a late controversial try just to seal it. Storm by 10. 24-14, there you go. Well, the Eels really have been sort of running on running on the spot for the last six weeks. Yeah, they have. They, they looked great earlier on in the year, and I and I dined with a good friend of mine. Um, all Panthers fans will know him, a Mr. Red Shepherd, who's <laughs> Eels fan, right? And he said to me, he said, we can't win it. So I'll take that and say they're gone. Yeah, they are looking. They're looking tired, and unlike I'll, the take, eight, I'll take the storm by eight. Yep. Given that they are the second best coach team in the comp. <laughs> and uh, Sunday, rounding it out, we've got the Rabbitohs, who are really hitting form at a great time, taking on the Knights at uh, ANZ Stadium. And I think the Rabbits might put on a bit of a uh, cricket score here. I'm, I'm going to go forty-four fourteen uh, over the Knights. It's funny because you just go, oh, is Caleb Pong going to do something? Yeah. The Knights haven't done anything for a while. Uh, I can't tip against it. I could not believe last week we were in Brisbane for a, a night away, me and Lulu. Yep. And we sat in the um, in the room before we went out to watch it. We were going to see a band. And the Thursday night football was on. And what's it going? What's the score? Oh, um, the Rabbitohs are up against the Chilks by like 50 points. It's like, it, it, yeah, give me a most, break. One of the most remarkable results, but it looked like the queue had been put in the rack, uh, was my feeling. I think the uh, I think the Roosters <laughs> took a bye last week. Even Louise said, oh, I've never seen the Chooks get beat like that. Mm, I've got no put, answers for you on that, yeah, boat. All, you, all you have to say to her is the queue is in the rack there, preparing for next it's week. It's a funny game. That's all we'll say, mate. Somebody made a no, go last week. I'll go with that. I'll go the uh, Roosters. I'll go the uh, the Rabbitohs by... They've got to win by 20. Yeah, I'm thinking they, they'll run away with that. I think they've hit form at the right time. Mate, we'll, um, we'll switch on to one of our final topics uh, here for tonight, mate. And um, a remarkable round of EPL again, mate. And we saw... Just another. We, it seems like we talk about VAR more than almost anything going round, which really kind of pisses me off. But Man United, Brighton, three-two. Man United get up. The decision was correct uh, to award the penalty, but it came like I think nine or ten minutes into stoppage time. Um, and I don't know if you'd seen that game or the highlights, but I did. I, you oh, you teached me, and I went back and watched the. I watched the last. What was supposed to be the last two minutes yep. go forever, and it gave a whole new definition to Fergie time. It was the right decision in the end, in my mind. But it was spot on. It was correct as. But how it came about and how long it took, and the final whistles, the final whistle was blown, but before that decision was, you know, had been finalised. It's just. Uh, it's I think. Just... I think last week we said, "When is the game over?" I'm yeah. pretty sure we talked about. How far with VAR is it when it's finished? You can come back and say, hang on, guys, that didn't happen. We 100% did. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we did that. We hit we on that. And it happened this week. Because to me, when the referee blows his whistle, it's game over. Everyone walks up and says, 
God, that should have been a penalty and we got ripped off. Whatever. It's like, you know what? Move on. It's done. The game's finished. You cannot put in place. What happens if they're all in the dressing sheds? <laughs> well, they come out, they take a What's going to happen? It's going to be like the NFL when someone gets one of those stupid first downs that they know they dropped. Yep. And it goes to a video and they do the hurry-up offense. Everyone runs up and takes a snap. Or they try to throw the flag. Everyone run off into the sheds. Yeah, I think that's – we're going to see that one week. There's no doubt in the world. Mate, I don't think anyone – I've been listening to a number of other shows. I don't think anyone's got the answer. We all agree that the decision was correct, but how it was implemented and how long it took is just – it's not its not the game we love. Uh, evidence the people, oh, trust the referees. Yeah, I agree. You yeah, either – You've got to say, okay, the, the referees – they don't make as many mistakes as players do. I watch dudes every week. Newcastle have 18 shots with three on target. <laughs> you know, they're going way worse than the refs. Yeah. Well, it's sad. I think, they have to make, I think they have to make the decision on what they actually want VAR for. And I think it has to be the clear, the absolute clear and obvious issues. And but it you can't do it in real time, man. No, it ha- it, you can't I'm, do it in real time. Unless, unless, I don't know, mate. We'll, have, we'll come back to that. We'll have a VAR debate another day. Uh, Everton beating Crystal Palace 2-1. Really tight game, that. We said there'd be a number of goals in it. Um, the weirdest game of the round had to be West Brom and Chelsea. West Brom absolutely on fire in the first half and, and led Chelsea 3-0. Chelsea came back at the death and it was a 3 all draw. Uh, I don't know what you actually end up taking from that for either side. I wanted to go back to the Everton game. Yep. And I was just doing my little thing, that, and I was thinking, oh, we talk about who's the best manager in in football, right? Yep. There's a big argument that says Ancelotti is the best manager in the Premier League. Uh, well, I'll take him. I'll take him tomorrow at Villa. Uh, and you know, so why are we surprised that Everton are going good? Just for probably because, like a lot of us. Um, They've promised so much over the years and, and not delivered. So I suppose it's that uh, historical. He's won everything multiple times as a player and a coach. Um, and, and there's no doubt that he is one of the greatest coaches you could ever want. So evidence in a in a really really strong position. God, I wish we had him. I wish. I mean, I love Steve Bruce, but God, well, that's oh, Angela coming. It's like, look, let's get the red carpet out and bring the man in. See, I'll be slated as a Villa fan for not supporting Dean Smith. But, I mean, you, Dean, Dean Smith or Ancelotti, I think if any Villa supporter was actually real and, and could well, tell the truth. Case. Sorry, mate? That'd be nutcases not take Dean Exactly. Southampton got their season back on track with a 1-0 win over Burnley. Uh, Leeds continued their good start of the season in a very tight game. I thought there'd be a number of goals in this one, but they scored right at the death as well. Um Bamford just having a wonderful season. Now, want to talk about a little bit of controversy, mate? Uh, want to talk about your penalty for your one-all draw with Tottenham? You know, I'm a homer for Newcastle United, but that that was an absolute joke. Uh, I don't think it was a penalty. No. Uh, I watched that whole game because I'm on holidays and you've got the time to do it. And Luke, my wife, walked in a few times and I was swearing and kicking bits of the chairs. and We were playing like crap. We, the 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 only thing that made it worthwhile was that our goalkeeper Carl Dowler, who's a fill-in for Dubravka, was 
going off, right? Yeah. He made yeah. one of the best double saves you would ever see early on in the match. Um, uh, they kept hitting the post. Song's a great player. Spurs have got players all over the place. We, you know, we hung in there. You know what we did? We gave ourselves a chance. Gave yourselves a chance. Mate. And at the end, at the end, when it went to that review, I was actually thinking, we're going to get this. And we got it. And even though I knew it was wrong, and this is where I feel bad, even though we knew it was wrong, I couldn't stop laughing. You know, and then and then we put it in and I kept laughing because then Mourinho walks down the the thing, it's like, okay, see you, Jose. It's like, don't blame me. It's not <laughs> yeah. my fault. We've had so many shit things go against us over the years. I'll take it. But you know what? It wasn't a penalty. It um, wasn't a penalty. Oh, I'm so happy you said that, and I knew you would because I know who you are. But um, I'm not lying. It wasn't a penalty, but no. you know what? If it went in our favour, and this is where everyone's got to get real, it goes in favour of your club. You say, you know what? I couldn't stop laughing. It's wrong. I'll take it. Yep, 100%. Uh, mate, I, I will, and, and I do, like you, listen to a lot of other shows, and it was really refreshing to hear so many Newcastle supporters say very similar, say it just wasn't a penalty. Some people were really excited. Others felt it was a hollow win, but it was really interesting to hear them all basically say that wasn't a penalty. Mate, I do want to go back just quickly. to no, the, the thing is, it wasn't a penalty, but I'll take the point. 100%. 100%. I Who would? Oh, everyone would, mate. I'll just go back to that Brighton Man United game. If you didn't see the game and you go, yeah, Man United won 3 2, Brighton, Brighton I've never, I think they must have hit the woodwork six times. And if I'm wrong there, you can correct me. I'm not. But Brighton they... bossed us last week and that, they were good value for that. I was watching that game. I'll tell you what, um, let's not bury the lead. Marcus Rashford's goal was one of the best goals I've ever seen. Yeah, it, was, oh, it, it was absolutely magnificent. 100%. But, the referee blowing full time and going back and getting it. it. This is the thing. It's like, why are we arguing about this shit? It's like, who cares? Like, it just let the game play out, and most fans are happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, mate. I don't care. West Ham really, really, really needed a win, and they absolutely thrashed Wolves. And they four nil. It could have been six or seven. It was. A great performance by West Ham and just as woeful by the Wolves. And I know the scoreline says that, but it really was. Well, there's a lot of money in one side and the other side has been talked up as, I mean, have you found anyone who's not in your face telling you how awesome Wolves are? No, no, you're right. You're right. (laughs) So, you know, a bit of a, very much a shock there. Liverpool beating Arsenal 3-1. Um, wasn't as convincing as the scoreline um, states, but Arsenal didn't offer a lot. It was it was like the Arsenal of 2019-20. They didn't offer a lot in that game. Villa with a very comfortable 3-0 win against Fulham. Fulham are in all sorts of trouble. And the match that there is no one could have predicted this. Anyone who did should be a billionaire right now. Leicester City demolished Man City 5-2. And I think... You know, I don't think that's as far away from our grasp as you think because we've been talking about um, Leicester as one of the best teams in the comp. We have. And Man City, I I mean, I think think Pep sets his team. If we go back and watch a video of Pep's teams from, you know, uh, 15 years ago, they are set out and play the exact same way as they do now. 
and he's been found out. He's done. And this was what happened at the end of last year when um, Liverpool played Man City in the you know towards the end of the year. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, it's not working. And uh, James Vardy just keeps on having his parties. He is just the consummate, isn't he? We, we talk about him all the time. The guy can just score and score and score. And uh, he also does it on, on the pitch as well. So a ton of I'd goals. Love to be a, yeah, I'd love to be a Leicester fan. Love oh, to be a Leicester fan. Yeah, I mean, A, you couldn't be called bandwagon. B, you're not a plastic club. You, you, and you love your city. So, yeah. Fantastic. Brendan Rodgers has done a great job. He's done an amazing job. Well, looking forward to the uh, weekend. We've got some. Uh, we've got some um, bottlers here. We've got Leeds United taking on City, and God, you'd, you'd think Leeds would be a massive chance to beat City here. And we'll say that, and then City will come back and beat them eight nil. But um, this is Leeds... asking. No, it's asking for. A, this is asking for a five four. Oh God, you'd love that, wouldn't you? Um, Man United taking on Tottenham. And, uh, Shawnee's heart might not last out through that. Well, let's hope it does. Let's hope it does. But Man United taking on Tottenham. I've got to be honest with you. Whilst it sounds good on paper, I don't think I've got. I don't. I'm not too excited to see that game. To be honest, I'd... no. I'll think I'll just go and grab some beers and uh, get ready for the NRL. So a few ordinary games this uh, weekend. My boys have their first uh, challenge of the season. Um, if we, if we can scrape a point, I would be absolutely shocked. We take on Liverpool next Monday. If we get a point, you've got no chance. You will not touch. No, them. no. You, know, I, you, you literally have to park the bus yeah. and be hoping for a uh, a one nil win. If you get them on a break, they're too they're too creative not to score goals. So I just can't see yeah. how we'll get over them. As I said to you, we get a point, I'd be absolutely stoked. Uh, you take your Newcastle boys take on Burnley, should be three points for you there. I hope so. Well, we need those three points because we can't beat anyone else. Well, um, should we just quickly? Yeah, I think we should. I think we should just have a quick look at the table here. Now we got Leicester on top. Uh, followed by Liverpool, Everton. Oh, who isn't that? Is that right? Aston Villa in fourth. I'm not going <laughs> to. Please no. There's only one other time I get to say that. Oh, place. hang on. There's a black cat walking into my garage. <laughs> it's a little Sunderland intruder coming in. <laughs> it's Wayne. He's a Sunderland. We'll put him up on the website. Uh, he's definitely a black cat. He lives at my house. I love it. Sunderland till I die. But the only time I ever see Villa up that high is when they, um, before the season starts, where it's Arsenal, then Villa, uh, because they do it in alphabetical order. But uh, probably the only time I'm going to get to say Villa's in fourth for many, many years. So I'm just going to enjoy the next few days, if that's okay with you. Please, for you. (laughs) I mate, six points. When you struggle to get six points after 12 or 13 games last year, you know how vital wins are this year. Wins are. You're almost better off... You're almost better off going for the win and ended up losing than you are getting draws because draws are not going to keep Do you I have the sound of some kind of a conceited we're going to win all these games type of guy? Because I don't, man. I don't feel that at all. No, I just, uh, I, I just feel very comfortable that there, there's teams that are far worse than Villa this year. Uh, and I oh, Fulham for sure. Fulham, I mean, you know... I've got to be honest with you. I, I think Burnley's going to really struggle. Um, I think West Brom will be down there. Uh, who knows with Southampton whether they can ride it out. Brighton aren't going to be fantastic. So I'm pretty confident Villa's going to stay up this year. And um, you say you know, Brighton? I think Brighton are quality man. They can they can do good. I think they're okay. I think they'll be. I think they'll. I think they'll. They'll be in a relegation fight. 
and that's showing you how good this uh, this this year will be. If I'm you, you're saying Brighton's quality, I'm saying they'll be in a relegation battle. But I'm not meaning quality. I mean, I'm meaning like mid-table quality. I can't see them getting sucked into the relegation. You, you just never know, mate. You never know. Southampton yeah. were high-flying last year. They've only got three points after three games. You just never, ever know, do you? True. So, mate, in... With depth towards Garcia, flicked out by Justin, and fired back spectacularly by Riyad Mahrez. Now, that is a goal and a half against former friends. His fixture, boy, oh, boy, his goal. That is pure... And perfect. Vardy's up ahead of Barnes. Here is Jamie Vardy. Walker had a hand on his shoulder and it's a penalty. And I don't think there's much of an argument. Carl Walker's certainly not putting up one. Feet on the line. Vardy thrashes Leicester level. He left nothing to chance. Anything else catch your eye in sport? Um, obviously, unfortunately, you know, we, you know, less than a week ago, we... We lost Dean Jones, who to many generations of, uh, of cricketers around the world, no matter if you followed Australia or, or whatever. Um, sad passing of Dean Jones, a heart attack, and Brett Lee tried to revive him. Um, your memories of uh, Dean Jones, mate? Well, I met Dean once. I want to tip my hat to him. I met him in the Qantas lands at, uh, at Darwin. Uh, I was working for Centrelink, and he was doing a coaching camp up there. Yep. Uh, and it was a wonderful thing to actually meet him. Um, yeah, the, his passing was incredibly sad because it's hard to put your um, your finger on people who actually change sport. Yeah, yeah. And there's a guy who actually changed sport. And everyone who likes... People got to realise that Australia wasn't that good in the 70s and 80s uh, in cricket. Australians he, was, he, he came out and took it to the West Indies and everyone else in one day cricket. And he was an awesome cricketer. Uh, I know Victorians loved him. Queenslanders loved him. And uh, RIP Dino because he was a... If you remember as a, as a, as a great one day player. Yeah. But, I mean, his quintessential moment as a human had to be a test innings in India... To a double century where he nearly died and they got a draw in that test match. Was it at, at um, Chennai? I'm not actually sure. Um, we don't have... it, was, we, it was somewhere think, in India. I thought he it did. was Madras. And, um, but the, the thing is, um, that, that innings is what he's remembered for. He didn't have the longest test career ever, but, but we don't have stats in front of us. You and I don't do that. And he played 50, 50 tests, I think. 40, average of 40, around 44. Um, that was but, pretty good back then, but that's different to today. That was up against some great attacks. A hundred percent. hundred percent. And, you know, probably an underrated um, test career and he didn't do himself any favours. He he wouldn't take a backward step against selectors and so forth, and that probably cost him quite a few tests. He changed the game in so many ways, as you know, the quick running between wickets, the, the outstanding fielding, wearing sunglasses right. on the field. Wearing sunglasses on the field, mate, um, mm. and, and also you know that um, yeah, that ability, just as you just said, to take on anyone, it, he, he changed the nature. You know, Ambrose, who was without doubt the best fast bowler in the world. His height—it's not just people can talk about pace, and you know you're a better 
50 times better cricketer than I ever was. But pace is one thing. But coming from a huge height where that ball can just rear up quickly, I mean, he would charge the fastest of fast bowlers. He would charge them. He changed the game. I remember even when I was playing, that dudes would take three steps down the wicket to a fast bowler yep. because they were watching Dean do it. Was he one of the first players you also saw that um, would change um, where he was on the on, on in the crease? Like change um, length, change... Yeah. I think that there was a lot of that dudes doing that in one day cricket at the time, you know, moving your feet around, moving up and down the field. But yeah, he was he was an innovator in so many you know what? He was the best one day batsman one day batsman yep. in the world for a while. And that's when there was some great one day batsmen. I don't know, I, I don't want to go back and get all the stats to say no. who was number one. But everybody knew he was number one. And you only have to Look and say, where's he been making his money? He died in India, commentating a game in India, which means everyone knew in India he was the best one-day batsman in the world. Uh, look, he, he, he said what he felt, and there's been some horror. I, you know, I don't want to end the show on a negative, but there's been some horrible stuff a bit said about him. You know, the guy's passed, and some of the stuff that was said about him, it's about his own private life. It's not about him actually going out and robbing banks or doing, you know, drugs and, and doing different things like that. It was about his, you know, um, his, an affair that he had, which is his marriage. It's Why his... is anyone shocked when somebody who's at the top of their their game mm. has, a, has a child with someone else? I mean, you know, these things happen. And, you know, I just, I just, you know, I don't want to end on a negative, but it just, it's none of our business, to be honest. And um, I just want to remember him for the cricketer he was. Um, for more reports, you know, I, I had some personal um, accounts and personal times with with him as well um, when I was really young, and I'm not going to bring those up because a couple of those were negative. But I still love the guy as a cricketer, and it's, uh, you know, our condolences mm-hmm. to his family and friends and. I feel extremely sorry for Brett Lee, who revived him um, uh, from all reports on a couple of occasions before he passed on the third occasion. So, uh, Vale Dino, thank you for um, bringing us so much joy with your... I think all we can say is, between the pair of us, is that he was one of Australia's finest cricketers and in the pantheon of Australia's best one-day cricketers. Yeah. He's going to go one or two or three. To me, he goes one because he changed the game. The, the people who change the game for me and change it where it never comes back to what it was, but they change it for the better, um, are always highly rated by me. So I have him as number one. I'm not going to go back over stats. I'm going in a man who all these years later, as you said, people remember what he did for the sport. And So who's Australia's greatest one-day cricketer? You're saying Dean Jones? I am saying Dean Jones. Okay, I'm going to go with Dean Jones. There you go. Well, Vale Dean and condolences to his friends and family. Um, any highlights for you coming up in the next few days, mate, with sport? Obviously, your Lions taking on my Tigers. Um, no, mate, Lions versus the Tigers and um, the the Penrith-Chooks game. I'm really looking forward to both of those. It'll be good. Well, I'm hoping that the um, – I am sorry, mate. I'm hoping the Tigers get up comfortably on Friday night because I am a very, very nervous supporter. I'm someone who I can't even speak until the siren starts and then I make up for it, of course. Um, I think the storm will get up comfortably for me and in a huge upset. Hey, you like the story, though. We were, mm. we were up on a 
Um, we're having a weekend away, me and Lulu. As you know, we're 23 years married now. And we were having a couple of days out and we went to the Gabba. I said, I want to get a, I want to get a, a Brisbane Lions jersey. We've got the Daniel Rich jersey. And then the whole team walked in on top of us. And um, Dane Zorko walked in. I said, oh, Dane, hope you go well tonight. And then Lou tapped me on the shoulder and said, they're not playing till next week. Okay, fair enough. Mate. Thanks. Well, you know what? He could have been playing something that night, and he'd be like, "Hey, thanks, dude. I'm uh, I'm definitely playing Fortnite tonight." So yeah, that'd be cool. When you man. think you know everything, and you don't know anything. <laughs> and Lou corrects you. I love that, mate. But always a pleasure, mate. We will catch up uh, next week. This has been the Love Sport Podcast, our final special. Um, you can catch John at Lambic Peach on Twitter. And you can catch me at Paul underscore football. Send us some questions. Give us some feedback on what you want in the pod. And uh, we'll do our best to answer those really badly. Absolute pleasure, buddy. Take care, man. Go Tykes. Had to sneak that one in, buddy. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for joining us on the Love Sport podcast. It was Paul and John tonight. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore football or John Atlantic Peach on Twitter as well. Uh, we also have our We Only Pod When We're Winning uh, Facebook page and the Love Sport Podcast Network on Facebook as well. So send us some questions, some feedback, anything you want. And, as, and of course, when you follow teams that are in finals, you get a bit superstitious. Have a great week, guys. <laughs>